That was Crypto by Michael Sarah Palin, a punk band that performed at the recent Stop Cop City Music Festival in Atlanta. You're listening to the Independent News Hour on WBAI 99.5 FM. I'm your host, John Tarleton, editor of The Independent. In our second segment today, we look at a policing controversy closer to home in South Brooklyn. On Sunday, the NYPD and Parks Police violently shut down a community gathering in Sunset Park organized by Mexicanos Unidos. The group has previously held an unpermitted open-air market on Sundays at the park. The market, known as Plaza Tonatilla, was shut down on Sunday, April 2nd for not having proper vending licenses. The group returned this Sunday to celebrate the Easter holiday with no intention to engage in vending. It didn't matter to the police, however, the Independence Amu Gagarian was on hand and recorded this footage when uh, when the NYPD and Parks Police moved to shut down the event. What is wrong with you? 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 Yesterday, Amba spoke with Paz, a representative of Mexicano Sonidos, who talked about the group's activities and explained in greater detail what happened on Sunday. Our work intersects the political, cultural, and social aspects of our, all our lives. So it, it has transcended just like the vending um, that sometimes is like the only thing that people see sometimes. Our membership is primarily like immigrant working class families. Usually the, the puestos, the people vending, they're led by women. Um, you know, Mexican, Caribbean, Asian, we have Central and South American participants. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a diverse, it's diversity from different diasporas. We, we had plans this year of starting our third year of Plaza, um, but, you know, following the, the events from recent weeks, um, we, we've stopped it. But again, like I said, since, since it's transcended, um, like the, the vending aspect of it, it, it is more political and socio-political um, in the way that we're moving. So this Sunday, we didn't have any plans to vend. Uh, we had invited participants and community members to join us for a celebratory event. Uh, many participants, they either went to church on like Friday or Saturday or very early on Sunday morning to be there with us. We asked them to come like after 11 because we also didn't want to um, just have them there again for tw- another 12 hours like we did the week before. But we had made food to give away. We had cultural and musical presentations prepared, danzantes, musica de bomba, tecuanes. Uh, we had an Easter egg hunt prepared for the children. We had piñatas and gifts, a study, and a rosary uh, prayer planned. But we were unable to complete the program. Since we got there, I mean, it was evident the, the police presence, uh, like the tensions, uh, the participants who came earlier, they told us that, you know, that, that you could feel it when you walk in, just how tense the situation was. It was very like us and them, like they were uh, all on one side by the entrance, and then we were in the area where we planned to gather. Uh, like a little before 1 p.m., the danzantes were holding an indigenous ceremony and we were uh, in, the, in, like, the area where we were gathering behind the danzantes. We were distributing food. There was children on the ground doing, like, arts and crafts. It was a very calm area. There was, like, children sleeping on the floor on blankets. 
And we noticed, a couple of us noticed how the, the Parks Department enforcement agents were gathering by their cars. They were all putting on their black gloves and they were like convening. Um, and so we, you know, we, we, we figured that that meant that they were going to come towards us. They were going to attempt to do something. So we created uh, a line of defense primarily in front of the children. And yeah, within like m maybe seconds, they rushed toward, towards that area. And, and we, we stopped them. People put themselves on the line so that they wouldn't cross over because otherwise they would have, they would have rushed the families that were grabbing food so they could sit down and enjoy their Easter Sunday. Um, and we weren't going to let it happen. I guess their intention was, I'm assuming, to confiscate the food and the tables. But, but when they weren't let through, I guess like chaos erupted after that. And it persisted for about like 20 to 30 minutes. We were able to deescalate it and, and they retreated. But, but yeah, it left a lot of like the families and the community members, even like the bystanders, uh, people that were had nothing to do with this, even they got rushed by the parks enforcement agents. Everybody was just in shock from like the sinister assault. After they retreated, we heard that they, 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 they did a call for backup Throughout this, there was a police car in front saying that we were gathering unlawfully. Mm -hmm. um, they were calling it a protest, even though we were explicit that it wasn't a protest, that it was just an Easter Day celebration. But they but they told us that if we didn't clear the area, they were going to begin arrest. After that, it did kind of calm down a little. We we didn't have any, any, uh, any other altercation. Um, and so we started doing the rosary prayer. We made a group and we started praying. But we weren't able to finish it. NYPD came in and they like surrounded the area and they basically just shoved us out. So we left and they, they kicked us out. They literally escorted us. We ended up walking on Fifth Avenue. We came back mm. up on Sixth Avenue and then we dispersed. We we just called everything off. It was just better for us to keep all the families, the children safe. Um, we didn't have any arrests, so that was a victory in itself. Um, and unfortunately, to cause the um, sympathizers. They came afterwards because we did have an assemblea planned at 3 p.m., but we couldn't do it, obviously, because we were stopped by the police. And so they weren't present before when the police had kicked everybody out of the park. So they were just expressing their frustrations. And in the videos, like, you can hear uh, one of the comrades say, you know, just don't touch me. And then that's when they rushed him. It was like five um uh, NYPD officers that grabbed him, they threw him into a truck, to a, a van, and then they, they took him off to the 72nd. And then I think another another comrade was also arrested after that. Mm. So we will continue organizing around this, mobilizing around this. Right As of right now, uh, we're going to continue to hold space in Sunset Park on Sunday. So we do invite um, anybody who has time and is around to come and show support. And then other than that, any other action that is planned can be through our social media at Plaza Tanatiu or at Mexicanos Ex Unidos. Uh, we'll distribute that information through there. That was Paz, an organizer with Mexicanos Unidos and Plaza Tonatiu, speaking with the Indies Amber Gagarian. Amba has been following Plaza Tonatiu and Mexicanos Unidos since last year, and earlier today I spoke with Amba and asked her what made Plaza Tonatia so attractive when she first encountered it. 
Right, John. Well, I had heard about Plaza Tenatia, and you know, in in early 2021, uh, it was uh, founded by Mexicanos Unidos, a group that formed in the initial weeks of the George Floyd uprising that roiled the city three summers ago. And then by early 2021, Mexicanos Unidos had begun to shift most of its energy toward uh, toward launching the plaza, which is now their central organizing project. And uh, at the end of the the first summer, there were 20 vendors. At the end of last summer, there were 88 vendors. It's a very crowded market um, at the intersection of 6th and 44th in Sunset Park, right at that entrance of Sunset Park. There are people sending selling household items, crafts, lots of food, um, and not just Latino vendors, but other sort of immigrant vendors. Um, as well as there's a political aspect where you have Mexicanos Unidos, which is mostly a sort of socialist community organization that has their political um, uh, sort of literature table, and they also hold uh, assemblies among the the vendors um, during every plaza. So it's sort of this cross between a vibrant cultural market, uh, family-oriented in Sunset Park, very reflective of the Sunset Park community, and uh, and a sort of political... um, yeah, education among those people. Right. And can, and can you describe more what you saw on Sunday as that raid unfolded? Absolutely. So as I explained, uh, the plaza was very vibrant happening any week with not much police, police engagement last year and even the year before. And then this year, you know, they only uh, operate in the warm months. They were coming to set up their first plaza on the 2nd, April 2nd, that's two Sundays ago. And they were ve- they were trying to set up vending tables. The police immediately came, both Parks Police and the NYPD stopped them. There was a long standoff where they were, you know, trying to ticket anyone who seemed like they were setting up vending and protesters and supporters were trying to get in the way of that. And so this Sunday they decided not to vend. And uh, I arrived. Uh, around 12 p.m. this most recent Sunday, April 9th, there was Danzantes, the traditional sort of Mexican dance, doing a performance with a circle of people, probably over 100 people watching that. Behind them, there was a food table um, with free food, and then behind that, there was a blanket with children playing and sort of educational activities going on. You know, uh, the two reasons that the police sort of used for uh, um, raiding, attacking the situation was that it was either vending or a protest. Uh, uh, you know, in my opinion, it didn't really seem like either. The only thing that suggested a protest was that there, this is a political organization that organizes the market, although not all of the vendors um, so much reflect that all the time. And uh, and that there were people holding signs, you know, that said things like pan y libertad, you know, bread and freedom. But it did feel like a celebration, an Easter gathering. So there was some tension in the air because, as Paz said, the police had been there for a while. You know, we know what happened the week prior. But things were kind of chill. And then sometime between 1230 and 1, as she said, I was speaking to uh, somebody I know from Sunset Park, and I noticed cops sort of running towards that area, you know, between the the, the sports fence and the uh where all the children were and and the food tables were. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what happened? So I run into there, and it it seemed essentially like the parks police were with a couple NYPD officers were kind of just rotting that part of the crowd. It was really unclear why oftentimes communication with police is unclear, but it was more unclear than ever because, as I said, it didn't appear that they were doing anything illegal. All of a sudden, there's a mix of police and supporters and vendors up against the fence. The police were grabbing this older woman it was uh, very intense. Uh, people were, 
you know, putting their hands up, yelling fuera, fuera, which means, you know, get out of the park or, or out, out in Spanish. Uh, then things uh, sort of settled back down for a little while. Uh, but before I left, I saw quite a few NYPD um, police uh, from 72nd Precinct uh, grouping up, gathering towards the entrance of 44th and 6th, calling for backup and saying that they wanted to fully shut it down, which uh, they did by 2 p.m., and and they were saying, you know, they continued to make announcements between that f first spurt of interaction and then 2 p.m. when they went in and shut everything down, saying you cannot have protests in the park, you can't have an unpermitted protest. But then, you know, now their MO, uh, their public MO has, uh, from the, a spokesperson from the city parks department, is saying that both Parks Enforcement Patrol and the NYPD conducted a joint operation to address what they referred to as illegal vending. Although, as I said, there was no vending, and the only two people they did arrest uh, just showed up for the assembly that was planned at 3 p.m. Right. So, uh, even though there wasn't vending going on this Sunday, let's talk about that uh, a little bit more, uh, because uh, the initial impetus uh, for creating Plaza Tonatia in 2021 is that there there's a, a real uh, shortage of licenses for vendors. Uh, for, there's a real shortage of licenses for street vendors in New York City. Uh, can you elaborate on that? Yeah, absolutely. So that was a, a big impetus. Was not only the shortage of um, uh, the shortage of licenses, but the uh, uptick in, in policing of the vendors. Uh, uh, some of the the members of Mexicanos Unidos, one of their uh, friends, was getting um, basically harassed by the, the police or, you know, being ticketed and told to leave. And so that led to them to want to create a space where, you know, there's power in numbers. And if they're all doing this together and the community's involved, maybe there's less chance that they'll be ticketed. There are an estimated 20,000 street vendors in the city, um, but unfortunately there are only 3,000 carts, Department of um, Health permitted carts, which is what you have to sell out of, uh, uh, that uh, exist. And the Department of Health holds lotteries every few years to distribute excess permits, but the average wait is more than a decade. So there's only 3,000 of those carts to sell food out of. And then uh, a lot of other vendors in the city and at the plaza also sell, like I said, household items and good goods. So the numbers on that are that in 1979, the New York City Council created a cap of 853 on the number of merchandise licenses. And there is such a long waiting list that there have not been any new names taken for the list since 1992. Um, that all being the case, uh, uh, enforcement of, of uh, street vendors has only risen since the pandemic. Um, and it's both the Department of Consumer and Worker Protection and the NYPD that enforce that. And uh, they've been enforcing a lot more recently because between May 2021 and 2022, they only had about 2,400 tickets issued. And then they had uh, five, over 5,000 for the following year. Um, so that is, they are responding to a real sort of upsurge. Right. It sounds like in uh, in Sunset Park, we're seeing people essentially being criminalized uh, for existing. Uh, Amy Gagarin, I want to thank you. Uh, for joining us today and for your reporting on this important story. And we'll be back with more after this short break.